started here, I, I, I simply want to say this. We live in a world with boundaries, walls, gates, and entrances, and doors that each need permission in order for us to cross into. Listen, have you ever been stepped into a line you were excited, you're in your line, and you're doing your thing, and all of a sudden, um, you were asked to move out of your line. You were asked to maybe um, get out of line. I remember once I was at the airport, and I, you know I, I've done some traveling, enjoy that, and um, I, I, it's when the luxury boxes first became available. And so I was, uh, uh, you know, I, I saw one, and you can like look through the glass, and you see these guys, and it's like, man, they're having something nice to drink. They look like they're having a wonderful time. They got these nice, comfy chairs. The AC is just right, and you look through the glass, and you're like, man. And so I'm looking at my airline ticket, and I'm thinking to myself, like, hey, hey, the name on my ticket, this airline matches that door and I want to go in there and so uh, you know I, I come up to the line and, 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 and they open up for me and they say hey can I see your membership and I'm like uh, well, you, I'm not you know I just got this you know my tickets that matches your door and I thought maybe I can come in and like I'm sorry sir um, you're not a member but would you like to be one Right, and he asked me, and so I'm thinking about it hey man it, I mean it looks really good and I'm thinking about maybe this this membership and as I gave that a little bit of further thought I thought a lot about how Life is full of memberships. Life is full of belonging, being a part of something bigger than yourself. You know, sometimes people look at a membership or they think of something and they view it as seclusion or they, they view it as division and separation. That's them and this is us and they're a part of that and I'm part of this. While others view them as opportunities for unity and hope and a common mission. You see, in the kingdom of God, there is so much opportunity for unity. In the kingdom of God, there is so much opportunity for hope. You see over here? You see this door? Here's the door that some people walk up to, but they don't find very appealing. They walk up to this door and they think to themselves, you know what, well this door, I just, uh, you know, I, I, I've heard a lot of people say that this door isn't really what they say it is. That what's on the other side is really nothing and that if I'm going to live my life this way, I, you know what, I just, I just, I'd rather not even mess with this door. And then there's other people who come up to the door. There's other people who come up and they ask a lot of questions, but they never actually walk inside the door. They never actually walk inside. And, and, they, and they miss something profound. And there's even some people who like to just hang out there. And they think that if they, if they hang out there in this area, if they, if they just hang out with my, my handsome brothers right here, they're standing right here. But if, if they just hang out, that they'll, they'll, they'll be like the people that walk inside. And it just doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. Here's the truth. Are you ready? Everyone, everyone is welcome through this door. Everyone is welcome. Everyone is welcome to go inside. Everyone is welcome to go on the other side. You know, in fact, as a Christian, to my Christ followers, it's our responsibility to help people get to the door. It's, it's, it's our responsibility to help get as many people possible there. Now, here's the thing. You can't force them there. You can't drag them there. You can't push them there. But you can present to them the everlasting beauty of what's on the other side. And I think there's been some confusion. Confusion about the door. Confusion about how to get in. Confusion about what's on the other side. You see, Jesus did a lot of teaching. 
And he went from village to village and he went from town to town and he taught the people and he blessed the people. And on one particular occasion, someone asks him the question. They ask him the question. And Jesus, because maybe there was confusion then just as there now, he clears everything up. And so we're going to jump into Luke chapter 13, verses 22 through 30. And I want you to join me along. It's going to be up on the screen. We've got the message notes. If you're following the app, we've got all of that stuff. But check it out. It says this. Then Jesus went through the towns and villages, teaching as he made his way to Jerusalem. Someone asked him, Lord, are only a few people going to be saved? He said to them, make every effort to enter through the narrow door. Someone say narrow door. Type it in, narrow door. Because many, I tell you, will try and enter and not be able to. Verse 25. Once the owner of the house gets up and closes the door, you will stand outside knocking and pleading, Sir, open the door for us. But he'll answer, I don't know you or where you come from. Then you'll say, we ate and we drank with you, and you taught in our streets. But he'll reply, I don't know you or where you come from. Away from me, you evildoers. And then verses 28 through 30, and I want you to see this. He says this, there will be weeping there and gnashing of teeth when you see Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and all the prophets in the kingdom of God, but you yourselves thrown out. People will come from east and west and north and south, and they will take their place at the feast in the kingdom of God. At the feast in the kingdom of God. At the feast, because there will be a celebration. I'm telling you, there will be a celebration like you've never celebrated before. And in verse 30, it says this, Indeed, there are those who are last who will be first, and, and first who will be last. Now let me explain this a little bit for you this morning. You see, Jesus has given us a picture of a time that will come, of a time not yet, of a moment that hasn't taken place. You see, everything in life has a time. Solomon, God gave him great wisdom, and in his wisdom, he shared with us that, that everything has a time. There's a, there's a season for this, there's a time for this, and a time for that, and a time for all kinds of things in life. And there is a time when the door will close. There will be a time where that door won't be open anymore. See, there will be a time and a rejoicing and a celebration for everyone who's opened it while it was still, everyone who opened it walked through while it was still open. There's going to be a time where they're celebrating because they walked in. And at that same time, there's going to be a time for the reality of the choices that people have made to reject God while the door was open. They could have at any time walked into the door, any time, but because of the reality of their choices, them choosing to say, you know what, I just, I, I'm not sure I'm ready for that. There's going to be a time when the door closes and they're not going to be able to walk in. Here's the truth. Here's the truth. The door is open, but according to Scripture and according to Jesus, that door will close and not be open anymore. What are we talking about? See, we're talking about salvation. We're talking about eternal life. We're, we're talking about getting right with God. We're talking about coming into the loving arms, the mercy, the grace of God. We're talking about a relationship with him where there is joy and peace and freedom and new life. See, none of that happens without that door. And so today, I want us to understand some of the most important principles about the door. And the very first principle 
the very first principle is this, is that uh, the door is, is actually narrow. It's narrow. The actual entrance into the door is narrow. Two cannot fit in at once. We could try it. We're going to try it a little bit later. Two cannot fit in at once. One barely fits. Now, let me ask you this. Have you ever driven down a narrow, um, narrow uh, road, narrow lane um, with just, just one lane and, and you, and you kind of go, wait, that car's got to go and then I got to go? Has that ever happened to you? Where you, you just kind of, oh, I got to wait. And it doesn't work. You can't fit two cars. One has to go and then you have to wait and let the other person go. Have you ever had to turn sideways at the dinner table to try to fit behind the chair that somebody else you had to kind of suck it in a little bit? You're like, okay, oh, I got this little space. I got to suck it in, suck it in, right? I got to try and make it into this small space because it's narrow. Listen, if, if you're there, just, just type it, suck it in, suck it in, okay? <laughs> Anyways, that was supposed to be funny. I don't know if you're funny. I don't know if you put up any laughing emojis right now, but that was my goal and, and intention with that one, all right? So I'm going to leave that there with you. There's this beach on the coast that I really like and I really enjoy it. And it's, it's, it's special because uh, during a certain time, the water is act all, comes all the way up to the rocks. You walk to the beach and then the, the rocks come out and, and then the water covers and there's no way to get across. But there's a certain time where you can actually walk across and, and, and get to the other side without going and touching the water. And it's really cool the way that it works. And so there's a time where the water recedes for a short period of time and a time and a space that's allowed where you can walk across it's really exhilarating and so you'll, you'll do and you've got to wait just the waves go down the beach appears and then you're able to walk across you're able to walk right across and then as if it never existed the sand in the beach disappears and the water begins to fill over and begin to rise and it's only available for this short time this moment why is this important? You see, in verse 24, Jesus says, make every effort to enter through the narrow door. Someone say narrow door. Because many, I tell you, will try and enter it and not be able to. Well, they won't be able to. It's this narrow door because the requirements needed to get in. You know, some are going to say, well, you know what? There's a whole lot of uh, religion work needed to get in you know I, you know I, you do 10 hail marys and four of this and four of that or or, or maybe i i, I gotta go if, if i help this homeless people and i serve these people i go to this country and i help this and i do that and then and maybe i'll have entrance maybe i've done enough good maybe i've taken care of my family maybe maybe i came home when i was supposed to uh, maybe i didn't have that drink maybe i didn't do that and and i mean god should let me in because i'm a, i'm a good person i did right i said no when i'm supposed to say no and and and, I, and i'm here see it's it's narrow because there's only one way jesus says in john 14:6 he says jesus told him i am the way the truth and the life no one comes to the Father except through me. Except through me. You see, what I want us to understand is that Jesus is the door. There's no entrance without Jesus. It, it doesn't work. You, you can try and jingle it, but if, if, G, if Jesus isn't, you, there's no walking through without him. If you want entrance to the Father, if you want entrance into heaven, then it's through Jesus. There's no other way. There's no other ideology. There's no other religion. There's no other method. There's no other scheme. It's a narrow door. 
These are Jesus' words. This is what the Bible says. Sometimes it's so crazy to me how people will come up with all these ideas uh, of God and how to get to heaven. You know, they got all these ideas. You know, God is this way. I'm like, how do you know that God is that way? Well, I don't know. Have you, have you read the Bible? No, you know, I, I don't read that, but I know God is this way. You know, God, God's like this. Well, where does it say? I, I don't, you know, and, 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 and people got a whole idea about God, but they've never actually read scripture. Or they got a whole lot of ideas about heaven. Whole lot of ideas. And I ask question in church. I encourage you when somebody has this idea, because a lot of times words sound good, but w- truth doesn't equal words sound good, right? It can sound good, but truth is truth. And, and people get, got ideas. And, and so people come up with me and they'll, they'll say, you know, hey, you know, there's got to be all kinds of ways to heaven. There's, I know. You listen, you just pick a religion, pick which one you like, see which one works. They all lead to the same place. And I'm like, no, they don't. No, they don't. And I'll ask someone, hey, well, I, I hear your idea. I, I hear what you're saying, but um, where'd you get that idea from? Where did that come from? Like, you know, I mean, everything we believe has to be based on something. Oh, well, you know, I don't, I don't know. That's, that's what I heard. Or, you know, that, that makes sense to me. And that kind of truth gets passed on. And it's a false truth that, that doesn't exist. That's not reality. There is one way, and it's Jesus. There is one way. Jesus is the truth, the life, and the way. And so if we want to be with the Father, if we want to be in heaven, if we want to be in, and just as the, Jesus explains in this celebration, in this grand feast, hey, and Jesus is the truth, the life, and the way. The way. You see, everyone, today is the day of salvation. Today is the day to get right with God. We don't know about tomorrow. We don't know what that looks like. There's an open door right now. But one day, it will close. So the first important principle is that it's a narrow door. The second important principle is that knowing someone who has walked through the door doesn't get you in. Just because you know someone that's walked through the door, that doesn't get you in. Well, Jesus, listen, Jesus, hold up. My, my, my boy's in there. Jesus? Jesus, if my boy's in heaven, like, you're going to let me in, right? Well, Jesus, my grandma's in there. My whole family's saved. Jesus, you wouldn't want a family to be separated. You're going to let me in, right? Come on, Jesus, my grandma, my mom, my dad, and my sister, everybody's in there. My cousins, they're in there, right? It doesn't work that way. It doesn't matter who you know that's there. That doesn't mean that you're there. It doesn't work that way. Some of us, it'll go a little further to try and scheme. You know, Jesus, um, it's because what happened is I, I left my phone in there. Can I go and get it real quick? Right, and, and you're trying to play some type of skin. It does not work that way. One day the door will close. And it doesn't matter who you know that's living right with God or who's in heaven. Everyone has to decide for themselves. Now, I want to say this now and hear me. Everyone is absolutely influenced by their community, both good and bad. You know? But they have to make their decisions that we have to make our own. But I want us to take that, little, that thought and take it a little bit further in 1 Corinthians, in chapter 15, verse 33, this is this. Do not be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals. Bad company, right? The, the people that you spend time with, right, are going to affect your decisions. In Proverbs 27, verse 17, in a more positive light, iron sharpens iron, and so one man sharpens another. In Proverbs 13, 20, it says this, whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. 
And then in Galatians chapter 5, and verses 7 and 8, and I want you to get this. Pay close attention to what the Apostle Paul is writing here to the church. He says this, you were running a good race. You were. Who cut in on you to keep you from obeying the truth? You were on this journey. Who got in your way that you're no longer on that same path? And in verse 8, he says this, that kind of persuasion does not come from the one who calls you. It doesn't come from God. Someone else cut in on your life, and you were walking close with God, and you were growing in your faith, and you were headed towards this direction, but something happened. Who cut in on you is specifically what Paul says there in the ESV. In other words, you allowed in an influence in your life, you allowed a person in your life, and now you're not in the same position or place that you were before. You see, I share these verses with you in hopes that you'll understand that the community that we hold influences us both good and bad. But at the end of the day, we all have to make our own decision for Christ. We have to make choices. We have to make decisions. We have to make changes if we decide to make that decision to follow Christ. We can't stay living the same old way. It doesn't work that way. You know, I'm going to follow Christ, but I'm going to continue to do what I want to do because that's what I like to do. It does not work that way. It's on us. See, the good news is that Jesus has already done the heavy lifting. You just have to choose him. You just, ha you just have to choose him. Choose his love. Choose his forgiveness. Choose his mercy. Choose his grace. Choose heaven. Choose him. Choose him. You see, Jesus further explains to the man who asked him about being saved in verse 25 through 27. He says this, once the owner of the house gets up and closes the door, You'll stand outside knocking and pleading, Sir, open the door for us. But he'll answer, I don't know you or where you came from. Then you'll say, We ate and we drank with you and you taught in our streets. But he'll reply, I don't know you or where you come. Away from me, all you evil doers. Again, I simply want us to get this. Salvation, choosing, it's, it's all our choice. It's a choice we make. The door is narrow, and it doesn't matter who we know that's there. That doesn't make us there. We have our own choice to make. And the third principle that I want to share with you today is that entrance requires intention and action. Entrance requires intention and action. Listen, maybe you've been uh, walking down the street before, and uh, you, know, you picked up and said, hey, man, there's a $20 bill. Maybe you found a $20 bill before. Have you, have you done that? Has that happened to you? Just let me know. Just raise your hand. You found a $20 bill. It, it's so cool. Or maybe you've, um, you've went into your coat and you've suddenly found like you found like some money in your coat. And it doesn't even matter to me. Sometimes, it, it, you know, maybe it's, it's $20. Maybe it's five. Maybe it's a dollar. I find a dollar and it's a year later and I get so excited, right? It's going to be a year later and I found that dollar and I'm like, what? That's awesome. I get excited about that. I get, I, I, I get excited. You know, you just found it. You came across it. Now you get to enjoy it. You see, the entrance into this door doesn't work that way. It's not something that you just stumble across. It's not something that you just, hey, here, the door is open real quick. Nobody's looking. I'm just going to sneak in. It doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't work that way. See, Jesus explains in verse 24, and, and, and to be clear, it's not something that you have to earn. You don't earn your way in, but you do have to do something. You do have to do something. I think sometimes we get so caught up in, well, I just don't want to do anything. Like many of you, like if I were to ask you right now, if you could have retired on Friday, how many of you would have just been like, listen, I'm, I'm retired. And like you're 24 and you're like, man, I'm just ready to retire. I'm tired of working. 
right? And we, we just, we just, we just, we just don't want to put in the efforts. You know what? Can I can, do go to church, man? I, can I just sit in the back? Can I just, I just listen. I'll, I'll just be there. I mean, you're most of the time you're checking the scores in the game, but you just, can I just sit in the back? I just, you know, the effort. I just, I just want to be. You know, I'll see y'all next week. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll see you. I'll see you after that. I'll, I'll see you. I'll see you later. But in verse 24, it says, make every effort to enter through the narrow door. Now, someone say effort. Would you just type that in? Efforts. Effort will always require your intention and action. And Jesus says, make every effort. Jesus doesn't say, get lucky. Jesus doesn't say, hope you come across the door. Jesus doesn't say, just, you know, wait, wait until knock on the door till you get much older. You know what? Uh, You're much older in life. Now you can go ahead and knock on this door. He didn't say, have all these experiences in life. You know, go through that. Try that out. Test that out. Do all that stuff and then come up to the door. He says, make every effort. Work it out. Move things around. Make every effort that you come up here with intention and action. It's not good enough that you know someone on the other side. Listen, you could be coming from another religion or something else is going on, and, and, and maybe it's part of your culture, whatever's going on in life. But I, I, want, I want you to say this. Maybe you're wanting to make a decision to choose Jesus, choose God for the very first time. I want you to know this, that if your intention is there, your action is followed by your intention, God's arms are love. There's, there's nothing else you got to do to earn. There's nothing else you, you got to do. There's, you don't got to say some help. You don't, you don't have to go do some special mission. It's, it's not that. We're talking about the mercy and grace of God. We're talking about his loving arms. We're talking about you having a place where you can cast all of your anxiety, where you can experience a peace that surpasses all understanding regardless of what's happening in life and in the world. He says, listen, just, 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 just make every effort. And the beginning of this effort looks like this when Paul says in Romans chapter 10 and verse 9 and 10, he says this, if you declare with your mouth, come on somebody, right here, right here. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. Type it in. Jesus is Lord. Type it in. Jesus is Lord. And believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. And it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. See, Jesus does all the hard work and the Bible makes it so simple. If I want to walk through this door, I just need to surrender my life to Christ. I just need to trust him. And I know it's a big thing. And I know it's a big decision. And we're talking about something here. I want you to get this. I get that it's a big decision. But on the other side, because I could see a little bit through. I can see the joy. I can see the peace. I can see that he's going to walk my hand and he's going to see me through. And the world will continue to be there, everything, but you're going to experience a peace. And one day, when the door is finally locked, you're going to find yourself on the other side. Can you still see me over here? You're going to find yourself on the other side. And the Bible describes it as this great feast, this great celebration. Today is an invitation for that. Because one day the door closes. You see, intention and action equals repentance and faith. Intention and action, I'm going to say it, is repentance and faith. You see, the grace of God is so huge, grand. It doesn't matter what you've done. 
It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how bad it's gotten, what the scar feels like, what the pain feels like, what the memories are, the thoughts you had. It doesn't matter how far you feel. Because maybe you've known the love of God. Maybe you've experienced His presence, His love, His mercy, and His grace. And then something happened, and you feel like you're just a million miles away from You feel like you're in another galaxy. It doesn't matter how far. There is, there is no distance that His love can't meet. There's no distance that His mercy and His grace can't meet you at. But your intention and action equals repentance and faith. The grace of God is available now, available just for you. Again, it doesn't matter if you've had another faith, you've had some other ideology. God is available to forgive you right now. Simply repent of your sins. What does that mean? Confess what you've done wrong. Tell God that you believe in him and what he's done through Jesus Christ. Share your heart with him. God, this is where I've been. This is what I've been doing. This is what I've been thinking. This is how it's been. That's who I've been. And, but God, I just don't want that lifestyle anymore. I want with you. Just say those words to him. Be real. Be authentic. Tell him that you're willing to serve him with your life. Tell him that you're willing to make the changes. I remember when I first made that decision. And I remember the things in my life that like, you know, it didn't happen just this, just, just bam like that. It was, there was some process in my life. So I gave my life to, 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 to Jesus when I was 18 years old. Those are some things I had gone through. And as a young adult, I was at this place where, you know, I, I, had, to, I had to find a way to, you know, I'm submitting and surrendering to Christ. Uh, and, and these things, I see them. I don't want them anymore. And because I recognized I didn't want them, I had to slowly put myself in position to let go of them. To allow the Holy Spirit to break chains in my life. Because my heart, I wanted him more than anything else. And maybe that's where you're at today. Again, Jesus gives this example of this guy, and people are coming, and they're knocking at the door, and they're, and they're knocking, and, hey, can I get in? Can I get in? I, I know you hear me on the other side. I, I can't get in. And the owner says, well, I don't know you. He says, yeah, you know me. I was around over there at the church. Right, I watched online, or I, I, I uh, you know, I, I've been there. And he says, I don't know you. See, this is not meant to scare you or put you in a position of pressure. This is meant to give you an opportunity because truth is truth. And the Bible says, and Jesus says, that one day this door will close and be locked. But right now, it's open. Right now, it's open. You see, the Father made Jesus Son, Savior, and final judge. And every single one of us has to make a decision about that. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? See, maybe you're listening and you're watching today and you're thinking about this decision, but it goes against your family. It goes against, you know, what, what they believe and what they're doing. I want to encourage you to trust God because His love and that peace is worth so much more than it doesn't matter who's hating on whatever it is decision you're making for Jesus. It's, it's so much better. And if it goes against your culture, goes against your people, goes, listen, this is better than all of that. Maybe you're watching today and you just know it's time. You've been around the block and you've done what you've done and you've thought about this decision, but now it's time. It's time. I just want to encourage you. Don't wait another day. Let today be your day. Let today 
be your day. The day that forever marks the day you made a change. I remember it. I remember it. I remember it. I said, I want God in my life. I don't want to live that way anymore. Jesus, would you be my Lord and Savior? Would you forgive me for the wrong things? Look, God, I did that. I don't want that anymore. I want you. Forgive me for all of it. I remember it. So here's my challenge. Here's the challenge. Simply this. Repent. Repent and place your faith in Jesus Christ. What does that mean? Again, repent. This comes to this place where I say, listen, God, this is all the things that I've done, and I just, I just, I don't want to do that anymore. I don't, I don't want that. I, I want, I want you. So, God, I, I, I confess this. I don't want to do it anymore. Would you forgive me, and would you be my Lord and Savior? My, my faith is in you, Jesus Christ. And as part of that, would you share the message with somebody else? Listen, I'm going to take a moment to pray for you, and then I'm just going to ask, we're going to have a moment of worship. And, I, and during this moment of worship, I just want you to have some reflection. Have some reflection. And you and God, just have a moment. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, I thank you. God, you are so good. And God, just the way that your love came and met me and transformed me and worked in me and did a work in me, God, that hey, hey, God, could I pray that blessing over everybody who's listening and watching right now, Father? God, you know their journey. God, you know, Lord, what's everything that's happened, every thought, every, every detail, every action that's led up to this moment, God. God, you know, God, if it comes from a, a, another religion or ideology or thought in this world, Lord. But today, the door is open, and today we want to choose you. So I pray your blessing. I pray, God, you'd give them strength. I pray, God, you'd give them courage. I pray, God, that you would affirm the decision that they're feeling right now because they're thinking about it, Lord. And I just pray your blessing, God. Work in them. Work in them right now. Begin to touch their heart. Begin to encourage them. Begin to encourage them, God. Begin to strengthen them. Begin to give them a peace, Lord. Begin, Lord, help them to see it visually, Lord. Your arms just open, welcoming them. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter how far you feel. His arms are open just for you, Father. Will they feel your love? Will they feel your comfort? Will they feel your strength? Will they feel your peace? Oh, my God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. By the power of your Holy Spirit, Father, would you just come upon them now, wherever they are at, in whatever room, however they're watching, whatever they're seeing this on, Lord, would you just minister them? And if you're here today and, and you say, you know what, I, I want Christ Jesus in my life, I'm just going to ask you to be bold and brave and I want you just to, just, to, just to post it in there or send us a DM because this is a big deal. This is a big deal. So I want you to be bold and brave. I'm challenging you to be bold and brave. Post it in there. Say, I, I want Jesus. Or send us a DM, a direct message. And say, I want Jesus. And we're about to help you walk into a new journey that is something like you've never experienced before. The door is open. And it's open just for you. Father, I pray you bless them. And God, right now as we take this time of worship, would we just have a great time in you? We love you, Lord. You're not done in us. Continue to do your great work. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.